Welcome to the first Sunday night reactions podcast. We're going to guess the lines for week two. Um, if you're joining us for the first time and you're not, you're a new member of the printing press, this is one of our favorite um, times of the year because we obviously get to digest and react immediately and we guess the lines for the upcoming week and decide where we want to bet when we compare them to what the actual lines look like. Uh, we're starting early because uh, Tampa Bay and Dallas never really got started. So um, we'll get right into it. Uh, we're going to talk about our biggest, um, what we learned from week one so far. Maybe do a little power ranking. And then we're going to get into uh, week two lines. Let's rock. Right. Look at your shirt. Look at that. Big day for you. So uh, showed up here at the office around noon. Um, my understanding is that you like went to bed at 5 a.m. Uh, after an incredible college Saturday. Malice and Corvallis. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that didn't that didn't deter you from having energy. Let me just give the people a little uh, a little taste. First drive. Detroit Lions start with the football. Okay before they have even crossed the 50. Okay. The quote, the quote from you was, I started it all. <laughs> Once they scored, you and David Sulfara, great member of the team here, were basically hoisting the Lombardi. Mm -hmm. It went, it got a little bleak towards halftime, but then Jared Goff and the Cowboys managed to come with a little uh, backdoor cover. Have the Cowboys, mean, or sorry, the Lions, the Lions, the Lions yeah, yeah. Have the Lions cracked your top five? teams in the NFL yet well they were a top four scoring team in the NFL this this coming this <laughs> week um if golf plays like a reasonable first half they win outright right mm -hmm. uh instead we have to sat we have to uh settle for just a cover uh Detroit 1-0 against the spread 0-1 overall they are uh facing the commanders next week at home um they are one game out of first in the NFC North because Chicago Bears and Minnesota Vikings mm -hmm. uh, were victorious this week um, it was fun to watch them. They, their deep. I mean, I, I think the big question that you have to a, a, ask is, are the Philadelphia Eagles the team to beat in the NFC? Right, because they were great. Uh, I don't know how much of that is windated by Detroit. Mm -hmm. I, I did think Detroit did a good job of putting their players in position to succeed. They just didn't, don't have that good of players. So um, it was fun. It was fun to watch them play. It was fun to finally see it. And I, and obviously, it was good to see them backdoor cover after being behind by 17 show some heart uh and that one went over by the way we did not have you know we liked vegas yep. that didn't come through that loss by a two-point conversion um we did like washington that one got home we did like detroit philly over when it was 46 and a half like two weeks ago the number closed at like 49 that thing sailed over both halves um you know we like green bay that one didn't uh, pan out in fact i had a parlay that was pretty massive that I I honestly accidentally bet I wanted to put like basically <laughs> a unit on every single one and I ended up putting a unit on the parlay on accident but it was it was Buffalo um Pittsburgh Detroit Kansas City and then Green Bay all those hit except for of course Green Bay my uh my hometown Vikings uh 
doing what they always do, which is like the exact opposite of what I expect sometimes. So um, that one was interesting, the CeeDee Lamb bets, of course. But we did get our lock of the week with uh, Patrick Mahomes. It was an absolute cinch. In the first two quarters of the game. So uh, it, was, it was an interesting Sunday. College football went a lot better betting-wise for me, but um, I did enjoy uh, the week nonetheless. Yeah, Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdowns was our lock of the week. It was plus money, as many of the members of the printing press, the esteemed members, uh, of this listenership pointed out. Uh, we also liked Bucks minus two and a half. I would say, from my perspective, my biggest loss was probably on that Raiders um, Raiders game plus three and a half against Los Angeles. Obviously, they had a chance there. Derek Carr led. Um, if you could call it that. Yeah. Derek Carr with the most pre-review, the most turnover-worthy plays in the NFL uh, through almost all the games um, was not not particularly his best stuff, although Devontae Adams looked amazing. Let me ask you this. What's your biggest, because everyone overreacts to week one, right? Everyone. Mm-hmm. What is your biggest appropriate reaction? Like what's your biggest actual takeaway from week one? Uh, that the two best teams in the NFL are Buffalo and Kansas City and the distance between them and the next best team is huge. And and I think I think Buffalo is the best team in the NFL. I do think Kansas City was wind dated a little bit in this week because the Arizona Cardinals stink, mm-hmm. and I'm really happy I have Arizona under. Um, but uh, you know they're very good. Uh, the Chiefs, their defense looked fantastic, and that was against a team that made the playoffs last year. Obviously, again, um, things change year to year, but very happy with um, as a Chiefs fan. Uh, very happy with how they performed. Um, Yes, you were. I can also attest yeah, to this. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was insufferable. But, um, you know, the, the, you know we're going to go over the five best teams in yeah. both conferences. The hard part is, is the only cinch there is Bill's Chiefs. Like, the, the other question is, where do you put Philadelphia? I think Philadelphia was as advertised, but there is a problem when you give up 35 points to Jared yes. Goff and the, and, the, and the Detroit Lions. Um, let, well, me, let me ask you this, because, and we will do the power rankings here in a second, but... I want to ask you, uh, Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, who's better right now? Uh, I know that's like an annoying thing to ask because they're both yeah, amazing. Yeah. I mean, like I don't, I don't really find there to be any value in, in sort of like pricing that out. But um, if, you ha- if you had the first pick, okay, you're a GM. I would take Mahomes. You would take Mahomes. Because uh, I think Mahomes is different. I think Allen is fantastic. Uh, Allen's the second best player in the league, in my opinion. Um, Brady, Rodgers, those guys are like, you know, because of age and stuff, you take them lower. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I, I'd go with Mahomes just because you, you have kind of the – the running isn't as big of a component of his game, so you don't have the injury risk necessarily, although Mahomes has been injured running more the last few years than, than, than Allen has been. And – I think you're getting Mahomes at a bigger dip than you are at Allen. Like the Mahomes' top end play has been better than anybody we've seen, whereas Allen's top end play is like happening right now, and it's amazing. It's putting him in that conversation with Mahomes, yep. but you're kind of buying at the top, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree with you. What Mahomes does that makes the game look easy is really impressive, and right now he has certainly less talent 
I think, at the receiver position than what Allen has. But I'll say this. I think from a throwing perspective, I would give – I would say it's pretty much dead even. I think where Mahomes might – I think where Allen has the advantage is that the guy's just an incredible runner of the football. Mm-hmm. But does that sometimes – you know, is that something that actually makes it, oh, I would take Mahomes because he has a better chance of, like, mm-hmm. not getting the – you know – um, hit super hard multiple times in a game and can like stay around. But to your point, he's actually been injured more than than Allen has. Uh, it's it's super interesting. I I would still take Mahomes as well, even though like the top end play of Josh Allen, it, so far at least through this mm-hmm. one week, has been better than than Mahomes is. Can you Mahomes, so, so tell me one? So I've made a a, a, a series of season long bets, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at this now, and I'm saying okay. Like I have some commanders over. I feel really mm. good about that. I have, you know, some dolphins under. I don't feel quite as good about that. I have Raiders under. I have uh, uh, Cowboys under. I have Panthers under. I have, see, you know, Falcons under. I feel really good about that. You know, Lions over. I actually, after today, feel decently about this. But a couple bets that I've made after watching tonight's game, I've made, you know, basically the limit on CeeDee Lamb overs like about 11.75 and a half and catches 90 and a half. Now he did get 11 targets tonight, but holy shit was Dallas bad. Dallas my, was awful. my Lord. They, I mean, that was the most, and, and you know, I've liked Kellen, like look, Kellen Moore, that offense was the league's leader in points last year. Mm-hmm. And I believe yards as well. Like Kellen Moore has done good things before. And Mike McCarthy has had seasons. That was a 12-win team last year. But holy fuck, that team was bad today. Dallas. They punted down 16 at midfield with like fucking six minutes left or so. So the Bucs are – my rule for week one is that if a team plays a bad team, okay, and they win by a lot, don't overreact. Similarly, if a team plays another good team and they don't look great, also don't overreact. But the thing about the Cowboys is you could have seen this coming from a mile away. Our friend, our brother in Christ, Seth Galina, tweeted out, it's really surprising to see the Cowboys struggling after losing so many good players. True. I mean, did they get better at any single position? No. Both their starting tackles from last year are no longer there. Their number one receiver is no longer there. Their number three receiver is not playing. Like, there's, there's nothing that's better about that team. Here's what I'll say about Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott can be a top 10 quarterback when the supporting cast around him is top 10. But if it's not, he doesn't raise the rest of the team above mm-hmm. what their what the sum of their parts are. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And and like he's Stafford like in that. Remember when we did our quarterback tiers, it was like the top four it was Mahomes, Allen, yeah. uh, Brady, and Rodgers. And then it was a, another group of guys that were that were a little bit better. And then there was that tier of two players, which was Stafford and Dak. And I think this week you saw exactly, exactly what those two are, which is like when the thing when the thing goes bad, holy buckets, does it go bad? And do they go down with the ship? They don't elevate anybody around them. I mean, you look and again, I don't like you know you bring up. You know, Josh Allen, right? Like, I'll bring up Mahomes later, but Josh Allen, you lose Emmanuel Sanders, you lose Cole Beasley, who's been like a fantastic football player for them, 
and it's just next man up. Let's go. Let's keep going. They they lean into Diggs more after a year in which they retracted from Diggs some, mm-hmm. right? And you know, et cetera, et cetera. And by the way, that night we had Cooper Cup and Diggs overs. Those hit at halftime. Uh, that hopefully made up for some of you that may have backed Ceedee Lamb because of my tweets, whatever. Um, Mahomes, you know, you lose Tyreek Hill, and you and you just come as Marquez Valdez Scantling, four targets, forty-four yards. Juju had, you know, the, a ton of, and tra- Travis Kelsey had another hundred-yard game. They used McCole Hardman, Clyde Edwards-Helaire catches two touchdowns. It's just it keeps happening, right? Mm-hmm. The quarterback elevates. You know, Tom Brady, you know, has kind of been that way his whole career. It wasn't pretty tonight, but um, you know, Rodgers generally does. Although, holy shit, that was bad today. Yeah. Um, Are you reacting? Let me ask you this, because. There are some teams that played really poorly, okay? Actually, let's go through them. And I want you to just tell me, are you reacting to this or are you just, you want to see another week? The Packers. Uh, well, it, it's sort of strange, right? Because, so everybody talked about the Packers as if it was going to be, hey, the offense might take a while to get going, right? And the defense is going to be great, right? And so this is how we're going to win football games. And then you watch that game, and the Vikings scored 23 points, right? The Packers, you know, they had a goal line stuff. You know, the Pack, the Vikings, the Vikings controlled that game. They were the better team. And frankly, like the betting markets moved from Packers being like, you know, favored to the Vikings being favored. It's the third time in the last four times they've been at Metrodome and been favored against the, the, the Packers and the Cousins era, and they absolutely deserve to be it. They were better at the line of scrimmage, which is the, one of the first yeah. times you could say that for the Vikings in a while. And Kirk Cousins played a pretty error-free game. He had a couple fadeaways or whatever, but Justin Jefferson could not be stopped. And at the same time, it was just 23 points. Like, if you're the Packers and you say, oh, we're only going to give up 23 points, are we going to win Are we going to win these football games? You you think so, right? You yeah. you think that they could. If Christian Watson comes down with that pass, right. so if anyone that was watching, like right. first pass of the game, Aaron Rodgers just complete dime to Christian Watson, their top pick at wide receiver goes mm-hmm. right through top his hands, pick, yeah. like he's you know uh, got butter connected to them. And from that point on, it was it was over. If he comes down with that, you've got a little. They score. He scores a touchdown. Yeah, it's tied at seven. Then you've got a little right. bit of swagger. They did stop the Vikings a few drives in a row. It, it was seven nothing for a while, right? And right. then they held them to a field goal. That was one where I think O'Connell went for a couple fourth downs that were very good. And then he had one where they let the clock expire and they kicked the field yeah. goal. The Vikings, I think, for the most part, were very analytically sound and very, uh, you know, as somebody who is a fan of Quasi Adafimensa and mm-hmm. and is also you know uh, Uber kind of like has history with the Vikings. Like I. I was very proud of that. I thought it was a very good game for them. They 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 kicked the ball short and covered. They got better field position as a result. They went for fourth downs and they made them and they protected their quarterback. This is the best I've seen their offensive line play in a long time. Yeah. Even though they have a rookie at right guard and 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 so the Vikings. So I I I personally think and and this is you know for the people who think I hate the Vikings. I think the Vikings won this game more than the Packers lost it. Like I think I think the Vikings controlled the game and, and were the better team. And I and I think Green Bay expected to, to roll the ball out in week one and for the Vikings to make a bunch of errors and and for them to kind of walk themselves into this. And for the most part, the Vikings played their hits. Justin Jefferson. Well, my, I wrote my big takeaway from this week is that 
and this is not a like a shocking yeah. take. But like if I had to pick one wide receiver in the NFL right now, it'd be Justin Jefferson. I mean, he's the best player in the NFL. Guys, an absolute freak of nature. I mean, if, if the quarterbacks discussions weird. Take, take the quarterbacks out. Take the quarterbacks out. I mean, Jefferson's the best player in the league. I mean, he's like there was a play where you know Cousins ran play action or something like that, and he threw the ball to Jefferson, and I we're upstairs. I'm like, there are no players on the screen yeah, besides yeah. him. He's so wide open. And there was the other one, and look, I, you know, I'm, I'm giving everybody credit. Cousins deserves some credit, too, because there was a play when the Packers were trying to come back, and Jefferson, for once, was actually covered, and, and Kirk, to his credit, put the ball basically like, you know, kind of up for the guy, and, and a throw that I think historically Cousins was too shy to make and, and made that one today. Now, you know, it's a, and I said this on Matthew Collar's podcast, you know, Cousins was 277, two touchdowns. Like, it wasn't like the big gaudy numbers he'd put up, but it was kind of foreshadowed. I, I foreshadowed that. I'm like, his lowest statistical output was in a season where the Vikings were good, the 10 and 6 year well, yeah, 2019. Ball. Well, not, but they were, they controlled the game. Like, the Vikings didn't really need to do much after they got up 20 to nothing in the third quarter. Yep. And, you know, that, and, and again, it's a, it's a multiple score win by a team that last season, all but I think two or three of their games were one score games. Yep. It was a very refreshing game if you've observed the Vikings over the last few years. They really handled Green Bay. The question I have when you turn it over is, is this going to be like last year where Green Bay was handled in week one and we all kind of overreacted, yep. whatever? And they, they kind of go about their business and they win 13 games. Personally, when I watch this team, they don't have kind of that we need. Like, the Chiefs have Kelsey, right? When they need something, they go to Kelsey. The Bills have Diggs. When they need something, they go to Diggs. You even look at, like, the, the Raiders are a shitty team. But at least when they have, they need it, that you can clearly see that they go to Ad yeah. Adams. When this team needs a bucket on third down, who the fuck are they throwing to? AJ Dillon. I'm not overreacting to Green Bay. They were absolutely atrocious last year against New Orleans. Obviously, the big difference here is that they don't have Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams, it turns out, amazing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Still very good. Doesn't need Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr, despite not playing super well, was just fine for, um, for Devontae Adams. Justin Jefferson, Josh Allen, two highest-graded players, along with Travis Kelsey. I think they're the three highest-graded players prior to review. Um, with over 90 PFF grades thus far. A team that did not have players grading over 90. Lost. At home. Coming off of a Super Bowl appearance. Yeah, that one was As rough. six and a half point rough. favorites. The Cincinnati Bengals. Are you reacting to their loss to Mitch Trubisky? Um, I think that the... Okay, so this... I'm not actually. So here's why. I think... Like I'm more over, I'm more reacting to to the Green Bay Packers than I would be the Bengals, and here's the reason why: the Packers weren't turning. They didn't they didn't lose because they turned the ball over four times, right? Mm -hmm. And the Packers lost because they couldn't move the football, right. right? Like that's fundamental. Like we we always when we, when we always back Jameis or we back the Falcons in the past. By the way, mm -hmm. the Falcons stay invariant. They with respect they to remain everything. the Falcons. They covered um, though. Uh, yeah, they they finally did cover. Um, uh, Drew Dinsick was one that was on them. Uh, congratulations to our friend Drew. Um, but the Bengals moved the football. Like Jamar Chase had ten catches; they all went for first downs. Um, it, without the turnovers, they 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 not only win against Pittsburgh, they cover. And turnovers, of course, are like random. A few of them were tip balls. Burrow looked like shit, but 
he still was able at the end of the games to get baskets when he had to. Um, so I'm not, I mean, I'm dinging them a little bit, but I never thought that they were much more than the fourth best team in the AFC to begin with, right? So I guess I'm not that, like, it's a disappointing game and you'd like to uh-huh. get that win. And our, our friend, you know, we were we were joking upstairs and now you're a, a game behind the Bills and the Chiefs for, for playoffs yeah. and, and the Ravens for playoff seeding. Um, but it, it to me, it's not that big. I, I don't think the Bengals suck, right? Now, that being said, you look at their schedule the last eight games. We've talked about this a number of times on this show. It's hard. Yep. You you wanted to get one here because it's gonna you're gonna have to now steal another one later in the season just to get into the playoffs in the AFC. Um, can I give you a, a a strong take and see your reaction to it? Sure. I am not overreacting to the Eagles or the Chiefs because they played bad teams. Now you like the Lions. I think the Lions are better than a really bad team. But to give 35 points to the Lions, the Arizona Cardinals are terrible. I don't disagree with you there. The Arizona Cardinals, if you look at the Arizona Cardinals roster, you ask yourself, like, did a bunch of players just get hurt for them? Because they have talent nowhere. <laughs> well, I think if you're I think if you're the Eagles, you really have to be concerned with how good DeAndre Swift was against you, right? DeAndre Swift, uh, 15 carries, 144 yards, and a touchdown. He had a 50-yard carry, but he also had you know uh, 31 yards, including a 25-yarder on it through the air. Um, he was spry, and if you're the Eagles, um, anyway, like I, I, we could talk about this when we preview yeah, Vikings Eagles because that's Monday night next week, and I think it's going to be a great game. Um, but like if you, because golf was just like twenty-one of thirty-seven, two fifteen, two touchdowns, an interception that ended up being really bad. You only got one sack on Jared Goff, right? Mm-hmm. You had some pressure on him, but you only had one sack. Mm-hmm. I think if you're Philadelphia, your offense is going to be fine. I, I, Jalen Hurts is still super limited as a passer. That was very apparent today, right? But as a runner, the guy's dynamic, right? Seventeen carries, ninety yards. Yep. Um, he had the touchdown. He looked fast. He man. looks very – I mean, he looks difficult to tackle. He looks difficult to corral. He's he's Josh Allen-like as a runner. Well, as, and, as a passer – But as but, a passer, but here's the thing. AJ – and so, look, the Lions secondary is not strong, okay? Yeah. You look on the PFF app, you see what's one of the biggest mismatches of the week. It was A.J. Brown versus Jeff Okuda. And A.J. Brown was open all day long. Mm-hmm. So what does give me hope for the Eagles and like why you'd say, oh, this is for real, is A.J. Brown is for real. Mm-hmm. But they need to do it against a team, not the Lions. <laughs> okay? And they need to not give up 35 points. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying – I remember before the – you know, earlier in the offseason, we were promoting – the Eagles as a good bet to win that division because we were selling the the Cowboys. Now they have, have since become the favorite, but the the interest- I'm just not going to overreact yet. Right. And and I think the same is true. Like Mahomes looked amazing, and and he was in control. He played a Cardinals team with like nary a starting defensive back that blitzed him more than he's been blitzed since yeah. his rookie year. Patrick Mahomes has been the best player against the Blitz. He didn't even actually grade that well against the Blitz because it was so freaking easy. His A dot was like 5.3 mm-hmm. against the Blitz. He didn't even have to throw the ball far downfield because right. it was just too easy. But do you think do you think that that's now good because 
that means that the guys that you can throw the ball to Kelsey, that Edwards Alaire looked okay, Pacheco looked fine, um, Ed, uh, Valdez Scantling looked good, yeah. Juju looked good. Like I think that that's the questions about the Chiefs were not Mahomes centric, right? They were they were centered on the on yes, the play. but I need to see Juju get open against, against a, a good team. starting defensive back. Okay. You know, so, yeah, I agree. I, I look as a Chiefs fan, I, I expected this to happen, and the betting markets pushed that thing from three to yeah. six and a half at close. So it certainly was the expected outcome. Their defense was a good like. Look, Murray, that Cardinals offense was the reason they started out ten and two last year, and the Chiefs held them under three hundred total yards. Like that's yeah. a good thing. They tackled better than they normally have. Like to me, that's the thing to take away from the Chiefs game. Now it could they had a lot of injuries actually today and they play on Thursday. So did the Chargers. It's gonna be kind of weird on Thursday, what we'll talk about. But um but yeah, yeah. I mean here's the thing with the Eagles. AJ Brown is one of those players where you you watch the game and you're like, oh yeah, AJ Brown's good, right? Uh-huh. And then you look at his statues like shit, he has six for one twenty eight by halftime. Dude, he was torching people. A- and and it's just like the most um, nondescript strong word, but he does it so fluidly and so effortlessly that you look up and you're like, God, this guy's torching people. The crazy thing, and I think this is the thing, if you like the Eagles and, you're, and, and I'm actually going to put them pretty high in my power ranking. I'm excited for this. Devontae Smith had four targets. He did not catch one I pass know. today. It wasn't good. And, and Zach Pascal just had one. Um, Dallas Goddard, who was a 90-graded PFF player last year, a top-five tight end in PFF war, so on and so forth. Um, Goddard only had three catches on four targets for 60 yards. Like, I actually think if you're a Detroit Lions fan, you're thinking, our defense actually did a pretty good job. If they tackle Miles Sanders in the hole on third and one in the final mm-hmm. drive, they have a chance to win the game. Yep. And so I, I, I actually take out of this game, I take more positively out of Detroit. Now – I, I, I don't think they're a bad team anymore. I think Detroit is an average NFC team. And I think they should be favored next week against Washington, another team that was like profoundly average today and ended up getting a W. Um, but, it, but Philadelphia was able to win even though Detroit actually did some things to make them play left-handed. I think that that, to me, is the best thing that you can take out of this this Philadelphia game. You go on the road week one. Yep. You're favored by almost a touchdown by the time it closed. And you get out of there with a win in a situation where a lot of other teams, Green Bay, uh, Los Angeles, uh, you know, team, Dallas, teams like yeah. that, didn't. Um, I'm going to tease the next thing I'm going to ask you. Okay. Uh, totals, five went over, ten went under. Uh, is that correct? Yes, we have 16 games, so that makes sense. Uh, I'm going to ask you whether you think this is going to continue. Before I do, a reminder, if you're thinking about making some bets, Go pick up the PFF app. You get it by searching PFF in the Apple App Store. It's on iOS in the US only. We're expanding, don't worry. Um, You can see all of our mismatches and bet grades in there. More things being added each and every week. Uh, There's a start sit tool in there, our weekly fantasy rankings, all of our content. And it's totally free to use right now, so go download it. By the way, we have another printing press uh, review. So go give it a five-star review. Leave a review with hashtag printing press, and I will read it on the podcast okay um rob sasso says i enjoy most of the content but the forecast confuses me they seem like nice enough guys that's a first i'll take that but they never get around to reading the weather report i agree he makes a good point we should talk about the weather more Mm -hmm. i always look forward to their weekly discussions on the history of household kitchen appliances thank you one criticism is the man with the glasses talks about his ivermectin dealer too much 
would you please stop with the <laughs> stop with the alternative medicine? Um, if you are looking for a place to play some bets coming up, uh, DraftKings, DraftKings Sportsbook is ready for you. They are an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and if you use promo code PFF and bet $5 on any football game, you get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. This is incredible. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. It's just that They easy. bumped that up to 10 for yeah. the Falcons fans. In the yeah, exactly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF to get $200 in free bets instantly. Hopefully, you did this last week and you placed it on Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdowns and you are sending. But if not, week two is just around the corner. We got you. Promo code PFF only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the description for details. I don't have to read that garbage anymore. Okay. Totals. We talked about potentially betting a bunch of overs this week because of the illegal contact penalty. Well, I didn't I didn't notice it being emphasized. It this was week. not. Yeah. Although the overs that we picked here at PFF for the most part did okay. Mm -hmm. Um we only had one under and that was one under and that was at forty seven and that hit. It would have yeah. hit at forty six and a half. Well, so we, the person in front of us in the chat was We liked uh, San Francisco under the weather there. Yeah. turned into a slog fest. Right, I actually right. got a text from somebody who was like, I was driving across the country um, and I was in uh, Vegas at the time and I opened the app and I was like, what should I bet? And I saw that under and yeah. I placed that bet on the I app. Placed, I placed a ton of unders in that game, like on, on Fieldsy. And, and I, I picked the Lance over rushing because I figured that that would have yeah. to hit as a result. So that was helpful. But So are you buying this going forward? Um, I think that like... I think the 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 preseason, right, is I mean, no one plays in the preseason anymore. And it's I, been shortened. And that didn't and that didn't keep anybody in twenty twenty from scoring a lot, but obviously the fans uh were 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 gone in two thousand twenty, yeah. so road teams had less to go up against. But I mean there's some and and by the way, uh it does appear like um uh it's being reported by you know, somebody interviewed by Jerry Jones. Um that Dak Prescott's going to be out for a while. He needs surgery on his hand. So, like you think about you think about where we are right now. There are, I mean, there's some bad football. Like, are, I mean, the, Cleveland, are the Cowboys trading for a QB? Look, I've got a hot take for you. I wouldn't tank. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would. I mean, the only issue is is because the NFC East is good. Yeah. Well, the NFC East has easy schedule. You have the hardest schedule of us of an NFC East that has the a Commanders. Bunch of Right. The Giants. Right. We didn't talk. Giants about Giants are the easiest schedule in the league. The Texans uh, also played well, but like the Colts and the Titans stink. Yeah, I mean the, that's just the a fact. the Giants just won. They have the easiest schedule in football, and they just beat the team that was the one. Like their by, schedule by the is way, the easiest. In the chat right now, we have a raging discussion between Antonio Gibson and Ceh. Uh, see, we can't do that. <laughs> um, so the the Giants have the easiest schedule in the NFL coming into the week. And now the Titans aren't one of the best teams in the league, but they were the one seed in the AFC. So they're, yeah. they're power ranked middle of the pack. So the Giants got to win against one of the better teams that are going to be on their schedule yep. already. So, you know, if you bet they're over, you're in a decent place. Washington, as a favorite, won and covered against Jacksonville. Again, you're getting them. Um, and, and, and Philly, of course, uh, you've seen their number pushed up already. Dallas, I would tank, but the problem is, and here's the problem. Is that McCarthy's on the was hot in the hot seat coming in even oh. after a twelve win season, McCar but yeah, 
I mean, no one else, no one on that coaching staff has the incentive to tank. That's the, the problem. The the problem is that McCarthy's not in charge of making a trade. Right. If they but, have Cooper Rush with that team. Yeah. They're losing a lot of games. Yeah, but the, yeah, I agree, and I personally, but my my issue is I don't know if they will because McCarthy has McCarthy's going to want to like save his job somehow. The problem I have is like. If Dak, who's a pretty damn good NFL quarterback, was that ass today? Right. I mean, who are they trading? Who are for? they? Jimmy like G? Jimmy G's gonna go in and look like shit. Um, uh, the offensive line yeah. is not. But good. but backing up to your question about okay unders and stuff, I'm just gonna go through the league for a little bit and go through the quarterbacks. Yep. So Denver, Seattle, that's Geno Smith. That's a bad quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, New Orleans, Atlanta, Mariota, that's not a very good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Cleveland, Carolina. Mayfield and Brissett for 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. Those are two bad quarterbacks. San Francisco, Chicago, Trey Lance, probably right now a bad quarterback. We're going to talk about the and Niners, Fieldsy, don't worry. And Fieldsy had a nice little game today, but yep. that's not a great quarterback. Pittsburgh, Trubisky, not, not a, a very quarterback. good quarterback. Detroit, Goff, we'll try, but, but not a very good quarterback. Houston, Davis Mills, not a very good quarterback. New England, Miami, two teams with not a so, very good quarterback. so-so quarterbacks. Baltimore, New York Jets. Jets, not a very good quarterback. Washington and, and, and Jacksonville, those quarterbacks middle of the pack-ish were kind of entertaining yeah. today, but not great. Like, you go through this league. Well, well look at the last two drafts. I mean, the yeah. reason that play has gotten better from the quarterback position is the drafts have yeah. created not just quarterbacks, but receivers as well. But you're going to see this chasm because, like, today in today's games, right, you had obviously Dallas-Tampa had a total in the 50s. Yeah. You had um, – you had Casey Arizona had a total in the fifties, and that sailed over. You had a um, you had Buffalo L A had a total in the fifth. Both all those games had what two good quarterbacks. Yep. If you throw if you have a game here where one of the quarterbacks is ass, that that court that total is going to be in the forties, and there's not a whole lot these referees can actually do. Right. right? So I, I I'm not necessarily going to be like okay, back up the truck for some overs. Now you're going to get some good numbers. I'm like. I would, you know, tell you, you know, basically bet what your model says. I want to watch better football, so I want to say that I, I'm not, you know, I don't think this is a league-wide sort of system that is going to maintain. But if the referees didn't emphasize illegal contact in week one. Probably, yeah. It could go one of two ways. The NFL could look at this and go, hmm, some shitty games today. We need better offense. Emphasize this in week two. Or continues on like this, and to your point, quarterback play is not fantastic, and the unders continue to hit. But I would be interested to see how Vegas reacts if they do push some numbers down a little bit because teams like like – I. I believe in Aaron Rodgers getting it together. I also believe in Tom Brady and the, and the Bucks getting it together from an offensive perspective. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. Something to monitor because, you know, obviously 5 and 10, we'll see how tomorrow goes. Uh, we, it's interesting. Um, should we talk? Okay, let's, let's do, do the power rank. Let's power rank. So, so Top five only. So I, you want to do top five no in both round. conferences? Yeah, both conferences. Okay, I, had them, I, I can figure this out. I have them by uh, – just overall, but I, I'm, I'm decently well phrased mm-hmm. in which conference teams belong to. Um, okay, let's start with the AFC because I think that's more interesting. Why don't you begin? All right, I'm going Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, Chargers, Bengals. 
are my top five. Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, Chargers, Bengals. The Bengals, I think, are the very interesting one there. Yeah, who are you putting ahead of the Bengals? Um, okay, so I have Bills, Chiefs as well. I have the Chargers in three. I have the uh, Ravens in four. And I have the Eagles in five. Here's my thing about the Chargers. I'm going to say this right now. The Chargers, the Chargers are the biggest fraud. <laughs> I, I knew this was coming. Like, I, 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 I and knew I don't mean, this was coming. Like, I don't mean like their talent isn't real. They mm-hmm. have real talent. Justin mm-hmm. Herbert is a real talent. Um, you know, uh, hold on one second. So, you know, Justin Herbert's a real talent. Brandon Staley can really call a defense. However, they they laid up and let that Vegas Raiders team in that game. Yeah. The Raiders suck, and they and they let them in that game by I, Brandon Staley kicked the ball on fourth and one near midfield. Like yeah. what happened to our king here, right? I'm telling you one thing, and, and maybe and and I know the Ravens kicked on fourth and one from midfield, right? But we have mm-hmm. more of a history of the Ravens sort of sticking to the sticking to what was. Wow, I messed that up. I put the Eagles in the AFC. I see. I'm not even that well versed in the. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Um, no, no. So I gotta, I gotta go do this again. So I have Bills. So remind me, your four again. Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, Chargers, Bengals. Ravens, Chargers, Bengals. And I, again, I have the Chargers four. So I don't think they're that big of a fraud. But I do think when I watch that game, I'm like, fuck the Chargers. The outcomes are not as good as all these talking heads. Everybody edges out over Justin Herbert on every freaking show. And it's like, why do, why do his teams, A, lose or have to grind out games? Why is the ball in somebody else's hands against the Chargers with a chance to win every fucking game, right? Yeah. Like, that's why yeah. – I, I, and, and part of it – and the Staley thing, too. Everybody's like, oh, Staley's the smartest guy in the world. And it's like and, – and I get Herbert's one of, if not the most talented quarterbacks in football. Staley is one of the smartest coaches. Yep. And yet, like when it when push comes to shove, and we saw this last year against Houston when they lost a game to the Houston freaking Texans with a chance to clinch a playoff spot, like they they don't do the fourth downs all the time. Yep. Like they do the high profile ones, the pieces are written about yep. them, blah, blah, blah. Herbert's the same thing. But and Herbert makes some wonderful throws. But why are all the Chargers games close like this? And why why are teams like Buffalo and Kansas City kicking the shit out of bad teams like Oakland, right? Like that's – we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Let's give them a second here. So um, I'm going Buffalo, Kansas City, the Chargers, the Ravens, and then I'm going to put the Broncos in there. And I know we haven't seen them play yet, but I have seen the Bengals play, and I'll be surprised if Russell Wilson has five or four, whatever it was, turnover-worthy plays. Yeah. Tomorrow now maybe he they they will struggle a little bit and I'll change that up, um, but teams that I think are at least on par with the the Bengals, I think you could make a case. And I know they didn't play amazingly well today, but they had some injuries. The the Raiders, like I don't expect Derek Carr to be that miserable every single week. They had some injuries in the defensive backfield, and I think the Chargers are for real. Okay, because here's my take on the Raiders. The Raiders, like, they don't have it in the most in the weakest link systems. Okay, but they they lost to a legitimate team on the road. The Bengals lost to 
the Steelers and Mitch Trubisky. But the Steelers are the Steelers are are the Steelers spunky. Of course they are. They their best player also tore his right. pec in the, but, the but game. He, but he made like an interception, the sacks, and all this shit okay. before he left. My my big thing again is the Raiders are weak, where in weak link positions, and they've only got weaker, and they're okay. only going to get weaker as the season progresses. And okay. so, I mean, again, I have the Chargers fourth in the AFC, so I don't think that they're that. But my issue is, is and again, I have Denver below because I think that there are going to be quite like Denver. The bloom is still on the rose here because. We haven't seen them play, right? If they're in the freaking meat grinder with Seattle tomorrow mm-hmm. night, it's that's not that's not a good thing. Yeah, I agree. But the, from a talent perspective, the Broncos are definitely top five. Okay. Um, what about NFC for you? Let's go, do you NFC. You go first. I will go first here. The NFC is interesting to me. Okay, I'm putting Tampa Bay at the top still. That one was easy for me, even though it didn't look great today. Um, you know, Brady was out for a little bit. Julio actually looked spry. Mm-hmm. Um, it it sucks that Godwin is hurt again, obviously, but I think he will. Um, I, I think Evans, obviously, Julio, and then those other receivers, I think, will start to figure it out. Um, in second, I am going to keep the Los Angeles Rams there. They lost to a the number one team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I'm not overreacting to that. I do think that Matt Stafford's elbow probably not in great shape, mm-hmm. but I want to see another game before. Uh, before I make a decision there. I'm then going to go with Green Bay. Again, I'm not overreacting. Mm -hmm. I refuse to overreact to a guy that's won two straight MVPs in Aaron Rodgers, even without Devontae Adams. And then I'm going to go with Philadelphia because I think Philadelphia is really freaking good. And even though they beat the Lions, um, the NFC stinks. I think that's another thing that we have to take into consideration here. Um, and then after that, I'm going to go with Minnesota. I thought Minnesota looked really good. Yeah. I have Tampa, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, Minnesota, and then Green Bay. So we have I, the same teams just in different. Just order. in different. I, like, I struggle after watching today's game putting Green Bay above Minnesota power ratings wise. Like, mm-hmm. if, you, if you put those teams on a neutral field, is it a pick them? So. I agree. Today? No, no, I agree with you today. Yeah. But I'm thinking about this more of like a, if I were sort of pegging them for a rest of the Mm -hmm. season, how I would think about them. Mm -hmm. And I think Green Bay deserves, they deserve a little bit. Yeah, for sure. You know, forgiveness. But Minnesota, like Minnesota is a team that, you know, you're, you were waiting for last, so last two years. They, today, they're above 500 for the first time since before COVID, right? Like, mm-hmm. they, it was almost 1,000 days that they spent yeah. 500 or worse. And, but, but, you every, but you were waiting for, they were 90% of a good team, right? They had a good, a good but not great quarterback. They had, a, you know, a lot of good talent, and they were end of drives. One thing I really loved about what the Vikings did this week is at the end of the first half, before scoring that touchdown to go up 17, they salted the clock, right? Like Kevin O'Connell actually like knew what the hell because last year. Yeah, they, someone by the way shouted you out for your coach of the year prop. Yeah, thank you. Um, but like they he he um, you know, they they were they were all talking about, oh, the Vikings gave up like 
eight eight touchdowns. I can't remember the exact number, but an inordinate amount of touchdowns in the final two minutes of the first half last year. Yeah. And it's like, well, sure, because your quarterback, and again, I'm not trying to ding Kirk Cousins, but your quarterback's not a leader. Your quarterback's not a take-control guy. <laughs> your quarterback is a I-just-work-here guy, who, by the way, is very good at his job, but he is a I-just-work-here guy. And so when your head coach is a Neanderthal defensive goon that doesn't know how to manipulate the yeah. clock, then you leave your dog shit defense on the field with 126 left in the first half. And they're like in, a, in an offensive league. And you're like, well, why the hell do we give up touchdowns at the end of the half? Mm -hmm. And, and look, Kirk is going to be who he is, but at least like O'Connell was bleed. Like they threw a pass in the middle of the field and they let the clock bleed for 35 seconds. Yep. Right. Then they score a touchdown and the Packers have no time to do anything. And no, that and right. that's a score that they were giving up last year. They didn't and and you t and the the kickoffs and and the going for fourth downs and the all that kind of stuff. It's the same quality of roster, folks. But it's just the ten percent that the Vikings look like they finally nailed. And now they go from a middle of the pack NFC team to a team that can actually freaking compete. And I and given the deficiencies in Green Bay's roster, like I think that they're probably you know I. You know, maybe Detroit, but uh, but the they should probably win that division if they just put one foot in front of the other. All right, schedule's to, easy. It's time to guess some lines. Okay. I've been waiting for this all freaking summer. If you um, are new listening to this podcast, we do this every single Sunday night. It's a ton of fun. I highly recommend that you participate in it as well. Guessing the line, you know, hopefully you have some sort of power ranking. If you want to use ours, go to pff.com, get yourself a PFF Plus subscription. And you can use our power ratings so that you can kind of get a you know, base case and then sort of go through and guess the lines. And then when you see the actual lines, it helps you kind of decide, do you actually believe where you were at versus what Vegas has it at? And that can inform bets that you make um, versus just seeing the line and then letting that you know, dictate where your, your head goes. So um, hopefully you're doing that with us. We'll do it every single Sunday night. Um, before we get there, bro throw. It's a... It's not a sports book. It's a community of people. You don't have to pay any VIG. You get to bet against other people. Super simple because you just like link up your Cash App or Venmo or whatever it is. I uh, placed multiple bets on there this weekend. Um, actually, last one I, I was a hundred dollar bet on the Tampa Bay Bucks minus two and a half. Won that, so someone's gonna hit me with a little Venmo, a little hundred dollar Venmo. Um, right now, they're only accepting people through a specific link. Our link is brothrow.com slash PFF. And the cool thing is you can just put, if you don't see a bet that you like up there, you can put your own bet up there and see if someone will take it for you and you never have to pay a VIG. Um, so you can actually like bet $10 to win $10 instead of 110 to win 100. Um, so brothrow.com slash PFF. You can find me on there and play some bets, have some fun. Um, they need to get player props on there. It's my only, yeah. only request. All right, shall we? Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's start with Thursday. Um, I think that's the best place to start. It's the best game of the weekend. Now, now, it's a little different because these lines have been up for a while, and I have made a bet on this game. Oh, good. So I kind of have a little bit of a prior, but we also have what happened today. I, I think the Chiefs should be three-point favorites. Okay. Um, I had three as well. It is basically three. On Pinnacle, three and a half but um, is juiced a little bit. I so. took San Diego plus three and a half in the offseason because I figured, you know, you could always come back on Chiefs money line if you if you wanted to. Um, I have no qualms betting against my favorite team. I 
the thing the thing here is like the injuries are really going to be the tricky part like they yep. trey smith uh trent mcduffie um on kansas city side but no keenan but allen, no keenan allen uh, jc jackson jc jackson possibility so it's going to be weird i think it this is going to be a great football game mm-hmm. i i'm really excited for it i know um Total Andy, 54 by the way look and the chiefs have lost their last two games at home to the chargers uh, i know one of them was a chad henny game but last year in week three they lost at home uh to to the chargers you know in, in a in a kind of a barn burner um they had the, the overtime game against them in later in the season that they ended up winning and, and won the division as a result um but i think they're going to be motivated for this game i think that this is one where um, they they see everybody talking about the Chargers and how amazing they are and they're the new kids on the block and you know if anything I mean I think three and a half's the buy point if you like the Chargers three and a half's probably a good number mm-hmm. if it's shy if if it's if it gets underneath three like two and a half which it, which it won't um, then you buy the Chiefs like I think that that is literally the not the the number three where you split like basically nine percent like that's obviously like the three is a perfect number for this game in my yep. opinion. I would bet Chargers plus three and a half if it's out there. Um, Justin Herbert played really well today. Didn't have a turnover-worthy play. Three big-time throws. Looks like he's going to probably finish with, like, probably the second-highest grade among all quarterbacks um, this week. So, yeah, I'm, I'm there for three and a half. And I think the injuries are, are a challenge, obviously, for both teams. So, I'm you know, I, I wouldn't weigh one more heavily than the other. Um, anyone in the chat have anything interesting to say on this game? Um, somebody no. said that the Arizona is terrible and still scored 21 on the Chiefs. My brother in Christ, 14 of those points were like with Trace McSorley at yeah. quarterback. So just chill the hell out. Um, okay. Um, all okay. right, let's go to the next one. Uh, this is, so we have the one, the 1 PM slate. Look, it's not a pretty slate. Let's be this honest. This is the, this is going to be a bad football season of 1 PM football boys. Yeah. Like that's. That's basically what the it best. Is. There, there are like two. There really are like two to three good games this week, uh, this coming week, and the like. They're on Thursday and Monday. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Would you have this one at? I said Tampa Bay minus four and a half. All right, I had Tampa Bay minus three. And uh, two bad. But by the way, both teams look like shit this weekend. Right. Yes. The, the Bucks look terrible against the Cowboys. The Cowboys are just worse. The Saints almost lost to the Falcons, who are terrible. Uh, do you see that? I don't see this on Pinnacle. Let me look if. I think it's just, well, because they just played the Sunday night game. So you're. Jeff you're probably- Sherman uh, had it at Golf Odds, um, Superbook Sports, Superbook Sports, VP of Risk Management. Had it in New Orleans plus two and a half. Shit, I would I would lay that with like I think Tampa. The problem is you have injuries in Tampa Bay, right? You have mm-hmm. Godwin left with a hamstring injury. Um, you have Evans just looks broken a little bit. Uh, Julio <laughs> Evans is doing, and Julio are, are kind of yeah, similar yeah, in yeah. that like every time they make a catch, yeah, it's they're like, perfect ah. for each other, right? Yeah. Like Julio, I call them four snap plays, right? Where you throw a deep ball to Julio, it's the one snap that's the deep ball, and the three snaps he has to sit out to recover from that play. Um, they they're trying to put younger receivers out there. Bashad Perriman. The fact that Bashad Perriman's gonna get, I like, I. The fact that Bashad Perriman's gonna get a pension in this league, right, mm-hmm. is a testament to his grit because he sucks, and I don't know why he's still in the league, but he's gonna get a pension. I'm happy for him. He's gonna he's gonna get that money for the rest of his life because holy shit, is he bad? 
but he's out there. Jalen Darden's out there. Uh, Russell Gage. Um, you know, I'm just, New Orleans has a good pass rush stuff, but they got they were flummoxed by Atlanta today a little bit. Yeah, but Atlanta's spunk. Atlanta's weird, man. Like I'm not, Atlanta's going to get drilled this week. I'm not. I, I think it was a little bit of an oh, uh, a look ahead um, spot for sure. for the Saints. Um, yeah, at two and a half. At two and a half, I think you have to buy the Bucks, but I don't know, man. They just—that's the one team that they just don't play well against, and uh, they've done it now for a few, <laughs> a few times in a row. So, yeah. Yeah. No. No. I mean, well, the the New Orleans is four and one against Brady and Tampa. Now, the one that they lost was the playoff game right. at home that. Really counted the most in Bra- Breeze's last game, but uh, they certainly give Tampa fits. And and you you wonder, especially last year where Tampa was at their kind of best, right? Mm. And they they won nine nothing, and they won a, a kind of a, a high scoring game without Jameis. You know, it won't, they won without Jameis both games. Uh, Jameis got hurt in the first game and then didn't play in the second game. But Tam- this is a wor- worse version of Tampa. So if Dennis Allen's defense can really give Brady fits last year, it they stands to, to reason again. they should be able to this year. Yeah. Um, so it is tricky for me. I think New Orleans, for all of the people that rode the, the Dennis Allen coach of the year bet, the uh, New Orleans long shot to win the division bet, you're feeling kind of good because you got through the first week hurdle without losing to the freaking Falcons. And now you get this game, you can be in the driver's seat with a win here. Um be incredible. So, so it'll be interesting. Uh, by the way, you have Mike Evans against Marshawn Lattimore, which is always fun. Um, Indy, Jacksonville. Jeez. Yeah, what a game. Um, I have <laughs> – I had a lot of games in this zone, and I kind of teaser protected a bunch of these. Yeah. Because sure. I had a lot that I was like, I could make this two Lost and a half. Lost some teasers this week, Cotton. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I had Jacksonville plus one and a half. I think the Colts suck. Shit, I have Jacksonville plus five and a half. Okay, uh, you're more right than I am. It's yeah. plus four. Yeah, it's trending towards Indy minus four and a half. I think, I think this is a classic one where the market. So the the right angle sports guys bet Jags. You know they got that thing from three to two and a half. Yeah. Um, but Jacksonville, Jacksonville was down fourteen three, came back and took a lead, a big lead, like an eight yep. point lead, and then gritty Scott Turner. Our commanders and, and our commanders came back and uh, did a great job and and coming back and winning that game. The Jags were a comedy of errors, right? Trevor Lawrence is you you see the good and you see the bad. Yep. Um, I think with Indianapolis, you look at Matt Ryan, you're thinking, Ugh, like it's not necessarily as good as they thought it was going to be there. No. Um, they did come back from 17 down in the fourth quarter, but that's Houston. The Houston stinks. So, um. I, I don't think I'd lay it here with Indianapolis, the second road game. Now, if the Colts can get out of this 1-0-1, and one, I guess, like they're feeling pretty good in a bad division because Tennessee already has a loss on their schedule. Um, but Colts are going to go into warm-ass Florida. Yeah. They're going to wear the blues again, right? They're, yeah. and, and, you know, they're going to be like, wearing yeah, their, their home jerseys. And Trevor jerseys. Lawrence, it, di- it didn't start out good. He made some nice throws. Um, like – the receivers for Jacksonville are not that bad. No. Like they they made plays. They're not. There's no one good player, and Washington's receivers outclassed them today. But 
they're not terrible. Like Marvin Jones, uh, you know, uh, Christian Kirk, got, uh, Travis Etienne, like they're not bad. And then actually James Robinson looked really good for coming off of a freaking Achilles mm-hmm. injury. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Jacksonville, look, if Jacksonville wins this game outright, they're spunky in this division, right? Yeah. Kind of like a little Jacksonville uh, money line. Mm. Um, all right, next up we have your Detroit Lions at Love. home hosting your Washington Commanders. What would you have this I win at? this game no matter what. Okay, uh, I took Detroit minus one. Okay, I have Detroit plus one and a half. It is. They're minus one and a half, trending two on Pinnacle. Wow. I had I had some Detroit. Like now, I bet again. Like I said, I bet I made two week two bets. I took San Diego plus three and a half, mm-hmm. and I took Detroit plus one and a half. Now it's trending Detroit, and that's kind of interesting because I like I said, I thought the Commanders, especially in the first half, I thought that Antonio Gibson had spunk that we had not seen Curtis last year. Samuel? Curtis Samuel. Jahan Samuel Dotson? Like, the, Jahan Dotson had two touchdowns. Like, their offense was effective, and Terry McLaurin, other than the, the long touchdown to bring him yeah. back to, into the game when they were down eight, other than that, he didn't do much, and they still were like Wentz Wentz had his moments like he in the first half Wentz was very efficient very good Mm -hmm. in the middle of the game he was a get the women and children out of the first four rows I mean that's a dangerous throw that he's having but then at the end of the game he was effective again so like he's going to be effectively wild Jared Goff is going to be effectively wild Wentz yeah yeah like I think it's going to be this game's going to have a lot of variance and um yeah, I'm not bet. I'm not betting. I wouldn't side. bet either side of this game anymore because, yeah, I think like and now that we watch it, it's going to be two teams. The defense is going to be, yeah, so for both teams, but the offenses could be salty in a game if you get the right version of the quarterback. Yeah, total is forty six and a half. Yeah, that's a good total in the NFL right now. That's a high total yeah. for uh, these games. Yeah, I'm not betting. I mean, either side of zero is not a big deal, uh, one way or the other. Miami goes to Baltimore. We haven't talked about really either of these teams yet. I we I think we both like the Patriots. I almost had um, the Patriots in the super not super contest, the circa millions contest. Um, ultimately decided not to pick them, thankfully. And Mac Jones is hurt, and it was interesting. The Patriots started out that game really moving the ball effectively, and then they had the sack fumble, and things kind of got away from them. Patriots are going to stink this year. Tua. Did not grade well. He made the throws to Tyreek Hill that you expect him to make. He had that nice throw to Jalen Waddle on that fourth and seven, which is mm-hmm. huge shout out to Mike McDaniel. Great call. That scored a touchdown that kind of put the Ballsy. game out of reach. Yep. Um, remember Miami beat Baltimore in a in a Thursday night game last year. Baltimore goes and beats the Jets, who I think we can firmly say are the worst team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Lamar had three nice deep passes. Really nice deep passes. Um, Mm -hmm. Other than that, it wasn't anything spectacular. Uh, So I guess we're going to find out if you think Miami is for real. What do you have this spread? Baltimore minus four and a half. I I, like, look, they scored one offensive touchdown and it came granted on a fourth down, Mm -hmm. but it was a big play. Like sustaining drives was a difficulty for Miami. The Patriots defense is well coached clearly, but they don't have great players. I would I would be worried if I were the Dolphins and all I could muster was 13 offensive points today. Like yeah. that, and again, good for them. They got to win. Um, Tua is now four and zero against uh, Bill Belichick's coach teams. Um, 
What did you say? Four and a half? Four and a half. I said three. It is three and a half, but juice towards three. Uh, okay. So, to, so the to, Ravens, the Ravens pitter pattered through the first half of that game today, right? Yeah. Like it was, and then Lamar made some plays and that, you know, good for him. And he didn't have to use his legs much. The receivers, Duvernay had a couple of good plays and, yep. you know, the, Yes, and the defense was better. Lamar Blackwood. made some throws down yeah, the football field that were spectacular, and that's the thing we've always kind of said with Lamar: like the consistency of the accuracy isn't there, but his he makes so many high-level accurate throws, mm -hmm. and obviously he uses his legs. I mean, he's going to finish with like probably a top six, seven passing grade this week. Um, which, if he does that, I mean, he's going to be in con you know he, they're going to be in contention against anybody. The problem for the Ravens right now is they're banged up. And that's, that was a story with them last year, too. I will say this, though. The Miami Dolphins, I don't know that I would say they looked explosive. They played a Patriots team at home, and the Patriots don't particularly have a lot of talent in the defensive backfield. I will be interested to see how Tua does against a much, much more talented defensive backfield in Baltimore mm -hmm. um, for sure that that's a it's a good test and it's a good test for the Ravens too um, it's a good test because the Ravens you know have historically like killed teams that have been on week one that haven't been great yeah and um, last year was an exception because the Raiders ended up being okay and and they got Chiefs in in, in uh, week two um, but this one is this is a test this is certainly a test to get they get them in Baltimore which is helpful um, but, uh, but it's yeah, probably the best game of the early slate, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, the next one is certainly not. And that is the jets going to Cleveland to play the Browns, uh, who were, they were one of my circa millions picks and they got it through. Um, what was that? What's their kicker? Cade York from LSU. That Cade was a, York was good was from a, 70. That was a bomb that hit the middle of the net from 58 or whatever. That was an absolute nuke. And I think. So I, I make Cleveland minus four and a half um, because my thing is, is like the quarterback play for the Cleveland Browns is limited. Holy shit. And, but the, the Browns from player two to 53 are a good freaking football team. And especially yep. on the defensive side of the ball, that's a good football team. Now they let the Panthers back in, which I think is partially Baker being pretty talented. Mm -hmm. Matt rule. That's a bad – Carolina's a poorly coached football team. But at least Baker Mayfield has some talent. Um, that's what makes me worried about Cleveland. That's why I'm not all the way out to a touchdown here. Bad quarterback – very bad quarterback in Cleveland. Great roster. And, you know, and Jets stink. So, you know. So you had four and a half. Yeah. I had six and a half. Uh, it is six and a half. Yeah, you're, you're, you got me there. I, I think um, – The Jets I don't want to touch the Jets, but – the Jets are not very good. I wouldn't touch the Jets. Um, but I do think Jacoby Brissett, like, is horrendous. And, they, and there is a game where he throws three interceptions. Or yeah. he throws two interceptions the first Joe half. Joe Flacco threw 59 times today. I mean, he's yeah. not going to be in good shape next week. Yeah, that's true. They were, they were clamoring for Mike White, which is it tells yeah. you something. I mean, I would be too. Um, Bryce Young, quarterback for the Jets next year. <laughs> um can we uh, well we were going to do a reading from the jets i know people were, were angry that we did the reading from their depth chart mm. um interestingly bryce young today i'm just going to read a little bit of uh 
uh, from the book of the Jets here um, because we got so much flack for not bending our knee to uh, their draft this year. Let me let me find this one, Cotton. Um, no one gets the Cotton thing. Yeah, sorry. Um, uh, Bryce Hall, six carries, 23 yards, long of 14. So uh, that's under four yards a carry. He had 10 targets for 38 yards, along a 16. Uh, that was rough. Jermaine Johnson, however, did get half a sack. So good nice. job for Jermaine Johnson. That was helpful. Um, and Garrett Wilson did have 52 yards on eight targets. He, he, looked, he had a little juice. Yeah, yeah, the heat was okay. He he came up short on a third down where he made a few people miss, came up and, and did a dance like he made the first down. That was a little bit some awareness loss there in the Madden score. Yeah, but um, Chase the, Claypool action there. Yeah, Flacco threw for 307 yards on 59 attempts. That was rough. Uh, you know, that's not going to be a game that we're going to put in on the big screen here. <laughs> I, I want to root for, uh, I will continue to root for Robert Slaw, but, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's a bit of a challenge there. How did sauce Gardner do? Do we know how sauce did? Let me see if I can find him. You yeah, I have. Go get a PFF subscription. Yeah, you can exactly. find out yourself. I, I haven't, I haven't looked. I haven't at that dug so in, much. dug in yet. Uh, Carolina goes to New York to play the New York Football Giants, who were a circa millions pick for me. And uh, it was ballsy. It was ballsy. They came through. Saquon Barkley, like handled a massive workload, managed to basically put the team on his back. Daniel Jones made one of the worst throws of the week i mean there was a bad yeah, baker throw there was a bad dak throw baker hitting the free safety in the chest just was, in stride just, yeah um but daniel jones made a throw in the end zone that was not pretty and this is just a testament to the fact that the titans are probably not great um th is this the first time the giants have been like over 500 so, in our so you and i you friendship? and i met i want to say that you and i have probably met in like pff skype chats in like 16 right like when we were both doing data collection or something but you and i first hung out in 2017 that's when we started the the data science group here at pff the giants have not been 500 since you and i've known each other until today so this is a watershed moment for the new york football giants saquon barkley was amazing today. Six catches, 30 yards, not great, but 18 for 164 on the ground, including 68, uh, a long of, of 68. This team, again, the easiest schedule in the NFL, just got through with a team, and, and easiest schedule by our ELO metric, which takes into account that the Titans are decent, but not great. It's not gonna, ha it's not gonna say the Titans were 12 and five or right. whatever. It's gonna say the Titans are like 14th in ELO or something. And they, so they got one of the top half of the league teams off of their schedule right away with a win. So it, they, they're closer to their season win total of seven. They won that game and yep. they got a, they won it against a decent team. So they're, they're on their way. The issue is, is Daniel Jones sucks. And he not only sucks in like a, like Fields, Justin Fields probably stinks, but I at least like it. I at least like that. I at least like that he's given his team something right there yeah. there's daniel jones pulling up short and sliding on a third and three when he's keeping the ball on zone is a that's a mark of a quarterback you don't want right so the the, the battle for the giants this year is that they have a quarterback you don't want but they won with him today i make the giants minus two and a half okay i was wondering if you were going to get there 
Uh, I have the Giants. So this was another one where I had two and a half, but then I was like, if the if I can get Carolina out to plus eight and a half, like the Giants aren't winning many games <laughs> this season, but they sure as hell aren't winning many games by more than eight points. Yeah. <laughs> so I kept it at, at one and a half to tease or protect it. I have no idea if Vegas will actually do that. They did not. It's two and a half. There's so. a lot of disrespect. So this this is this right here is a Dable is better than Rule, which is number, which is yeah. probably fair. Good we for, don't have to talk that much Dable, more about this. Game. Good for Dable going for two, by the way, and an amazing run by um, Barkley Saquon. Yeah, to get it through. Look, I I think if I'm thinking about what bets I'm going to place, like a teaser with Carolina plus eight and a half here after the. The Giants are above 500 for the first time in yeah, since we've yeah, known yeah, each yeah. other. So, yeah. like, if you're, if you're worried about the Gi- uh, if you're worried about the Giants winning by more than nine, nine or more, you're you're in a rough place mentally. Yes. So let's mark that one down, um, and let's move on. <laughs> let's move right along here. New England goes to Pittsburgh. Uh, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. So no it, no TJ Watt in this game. It looks like Najee Harris will be out for what that's worth. Um, and I have no idea about Mac Jones, so I'm guessing there's not a lineup. But uh, I have Pittsburgh uh, as I have this as a pick, actually. I have Pittsburgh laying three. That, yeah. Okay. Uh, do we have a line for this? I don't think so. Let's see what it was with Mac Jones before if they there was one. Uh, Jeff Sherman had it at a pick. Yeah. Here's the thing about New England. If, if you don't already know this, get acquainted. They suck. They're not very good. Like I, I, We talked about it before. They, they don't, don't have, have a lot of talent, man. They don't have talent on offense. Their quarterback is good, not great. And, and you know, he – and it's a, it's the classic. He was – he's good, not great. And he's good, not great. And they, they switched offensive coordinators after he had a good year, right? Mm-hmm. So they, it's going to be bad there. Um Pittsburgh laying three is tough now without Watt, but you know they have better talent on offense than the New England does, right? Certainly. All right, to the 4 p.m. slate, Eastern. Atlanta goes to Los Angeles to play the Rams. Uh, I have the Rams as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Same. It is ten-and-a-half or so. Eleven on pinnacle, but it's shaded Falcons. Okay. Um, well, I'll tell you what I'm not doing. Betting the Falcons. Not betting yeah. the Falcons. The I'm not laying it with the Rams either, though. No, I agree. Because uh, you, you know what's gonna like the the running game doesn't matter that much in football, especially the NFL. But in games like this, it's I if I'm laying double digits with the team in the NFL, I'd like for them to be able to extend the lead with a run game, and the Rams' running game is horrific. Yeah, well, with Cam Akers, it certainly is. I mean, yeah. If the Rams don't kick the shit out of the Cardinals, then I will be worried about the Rams. Yeah. They they are coming off. They have long rest. They just lost pretty handily to a very good team in their home opener. They they have to kick the crap out of them. I mean, if Sean McVay can't, you know, take out Art, Art Smith and Marcus Mariota, mm-hmm. then we have a problem. I agree, but... All right. Yeah. Okay. Seattle uh, goes to San Francisco. Um, I ha- 
Okay, go ahead. My official statement on the San Francisco 49ers. I'm not worried. Okay. I look, I look, the look on your face. Uh, uh, Here's why I'm not worried. Let me tell you why I'm not worried. This, they were playing in a kiddie pool. Okay, it was a swamp out there. The 49ers' advantage is that they get you moving in the wrong direction, and their speed and their misdirection play put you in tough positions. That was taken largely out of play today. Trey Lance missed. Luckily, they don't play in like a, a, a an area of the country. Yeah, that's not going to be an issue going forward. Now, what? I guess you're right. I mean, in Santa Clara, that it, but you remember the the old stadium there was called Candlestick because yes, it was, it's it was, also on. Yeah, very different. Yeah, yeah, that's Candlestick, what I'm and they might as well. They almost are in different states. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was concerned with Trey Lance's downfield accuracy in, in a way that you should not be. Like, he made a throw, that throw that he airmailed Tyler Croft on. That was what Jimmy G looked like. Now, at the same time, he made some nice throws to Ayuk. No George Kittle in this game. Um, I'm not concerned. Now, should we rip up our Trey Lance MVP uh, tickets? I would say probably. But... That's mainly because Mahomes and Allen looked so freaking good. <laughs> and yeah, like, and not because you can't – because Rodgers, you can have a bad game yep. and win MVP, as you saw last year, especially if it's early. But the stuff with Lance is – like today was the most dropbacks we've seen with Lance trailing. You know, right. Well, it, well it, it, he, we don't have a lot of data on him trailing and having a, you know true pass situations you know, from his time at NDSU and, and – mm -hmm you know, et cetera. I make the Niners a seven and a half point favorite in this game precisely because of what I saw today, which was a coach in Kyle Shanahan who does not know how to manage a game. He knows how to call plays, but he is a joke at managing a game. And, and it costs them today. Yes, so Trey Lance, two big time throws, two turn worthy plays, um, 14 for 29, uh, no plays included few drops he was on target with just 63 percent of his throws now this was again in really inclement weather so i'm kind of writing this off i made it six and a half um i just don't think the 49ers deserve to be more than a seven point favorite until there's consistency with what their offense can do right now there's just no consistency there we mm -hmm. just don't know yet um so that's what i make it uh, I'm guessing there's no line because the Dacuil. No, no, because the Seahawks didn't play. Oh, there is. Yeah, it's ten. Well, it's nine and a half, basically. <laughs> I uh, think the the, the market it's ten thinks and the, the total is forty-two. Yeah, that's rough. The market thinks the Seahawks suck, and and we'll see if that stays the same after tonight's game, um, where they're six and a half point dogs. Um, that's interesting stuff, though. That's too many. That is too many. I mean, I don't want to bet this before I've. I don't know. That's too many. Mm-hmm. What's the chances that Jimmy G is starting at some point this season for the 49ers? Uh, 60-40. <laughs> no comment from me. I can't. I can't right now.
Uh, Cincinnati goes to play Dallas. Now it looks like it'll be Cooper Rush here. So let's uh, let's put Cooper Rush in. Love. Uh, with Cooper Rush in, I have the Cincinnati Bengals favored by eight and a half. I said six and a half. Okay, I'm guessing there's it's no a road lineup. game. It's uh, you know blah blah. blah. But yeah, I would imagine it's probably closer to what you where you have it, especially. But the Cooper Rush went into Minnesota last year. And won, yeah, right? yeah. So like, you know, any you know the the variance is lower than we think, or higher than we think. Um, not too much more to say about that. I think the Cowboys are fucked. So, yeah, uh, I don't see a lineup for this game, but that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, this is game is interesting. Cardinals go to Vegas, play the Raiders. What do you have this one at? Vegas minus two and a half. Same. It Dead is minus three and a half, trending Vegas minus four. I think people are taking from this game that Arizona sucks. And they do. Yeah, but Vegas sucks too. Yeah. These are two bad teams. If you're getting more than three, I'm taking the Cardinals. Yeah, the the Raiders The Raiders are not well Let me bo- say this. both these teams are the same, except for the 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 Devontae Adams type player from the Cardinals. Does not exist. Is, it, well, no, De- he's he's on suspension. Sure. Devontae Adams could have two hundred yards in this game. I agree, but um, but and the Cardinals could still cover. Right, the Cardinals could still cover. Yeah. And Derek Carr is yeah. the The Cardinals are not coming at you with the Cleo Max and the Joey Boses no. and that kind of thing, um, the same way that uh, they were. You know, the Chargers were so. And I'm not going to overreact to Kyler Murray. Now he did not play well in this game. He hasn't game. played well for this last like, eight games. Yeah, but yeah, but. It was not. It was not good. It was not the same start that you had from Kyler Murray last year. He's going to finish with a below sixty-ish PFF grade, which is not great. Um, and in a game where they were like woefully behind, like he didn't even pick up. He didn't even have garbage time. Like he still finished with under two hundred yards passing, which tells you kind of the level of, like AJ Green. You're throwing the ball to AJ Green still. It's not going to be good for you. Mm-hmm. I no, just, no doubt. Uh, Total in that game, by the way, is 52. Uh, I think that that's that's asking a lot of Kyler Murray. That's high. These are two kind of not mid quarterbacks, but they're they're Kirks, two Kirks, and that's a lot. That's a lot for two Kirks to put up. Yeah, yeah. The Kyler thing is interesting. Kyler's a Kirk, man. He's a Kirk at this point. Like I remember when we did the Lamar Kyler comparison, Mm -hmm. and like both of us were on Lamar, but people were like, "Oh, what are you talking about?" I'm like. Lamar isn't getting skunked that way at home against the Chiefs. I'll say that. Uh, Houston goes to Denver to play the Broncos. Houston was beating the kind of breaks off of Indy for a while. What do you have this at? Um, I have Denver minus 10. I had Denver minus 10 and a half, and it looks like it is 10. Yeah. Um. I feel like that's about right. All right, Sunday night. Uh, do you want to say anything about Houston? No. Okay. No. Uh, Houston is. I'll say this. Thank you, Houston. They tried. One of my, one of my circa millions picks. Uh, felt really good about it. Um, and they also won me some money on bro throw. Love that. Love that. <laughs> uh, Chicago Green Bay is Yuck. the Sunday night game. Yuck. I would say that if Chris's voice isn't feeling better, he should take this one off. Because this game is going to be really special. I, I feel so bad for Chris that he had to waste. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Will, Willis Reed went out there and right, hobbled around. Game. Yeah, yeah. Kirk Gibson, 
hit a home run in a fucking World Series game. Yeah, Michael Jordan played with the flu in the in, finals. In, in the finals. Chris wasted his bad voice game on that right. dog shit right. game. between. It should have been an epic game yeah. where he was like going into overtime. and like, yeah, Exactly. Yeah. And, and instead, the guy's talking about Tony Pollard running jet sweeps. Yeah. Uh, instead, we got, we got the 10th straight target to CeeDee Lamb that I was nowhere near. I can't express enough how fucking bad that game was tonight. I felt robbed. We should have started the forecast at fucking 8.30, shouldn't we? We, we should have. Uh, I have Green Bay as a 12.5 point favorite. I said 9.5. Oh. Oh, wow. It's 8.5. That's a tease down to 2.5 situation, isn't it? Yes. I will take Green Bay at 8.5. I will tease them down. The problem is, is I don't see the – this is a different Green Bay team. But the, pa- the Bears suck. The Bears stink. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It is in Lambeau Field. Aaron Rodgers just had an embarrassing performance against a division rival. They are okay. Bears stink. Okay. <laughs> All right, Monday night. There are two games. Mercifully, these games are happening at basically the same time. And they're both decent. Well, uh, the first one is the Tennessee Titans going to Buffalo to play. Tennessee the beat Buffalo Bills. last year. I know. What do you have this one at? Eight and a half. <laughs> Buffalo, clearly. Yeah, I have Buffalo favored by 12 and a half. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I almost made it 14. Yeah. Well, that, that, a lot of time off, an extra day off even. Titans had to play at 4 o'clock. The Bills are a nine and a half point favorite in this game. Now, it's trending 10, but yeah. Now, it is a total of 50. Um, let me let me say something and, and let me see how, how you feel about this. The Tennessee Titans lost at home after having a was a thirteen point lead. Yeah. Against Daniel Jones. To Daniel Jones and the New York football giants. Yep. Uh, the Buffalo no Bills the Buffalo Bills, who are on a mission this year, probably beat the Rams in reality by like forty. They had some mm-hmm. flukiness from a turnover perspective. Right. They have long rest. This is their home opener. Mm-hmm. I'm, that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right, let's go to Philadelphia. If it's less than 10. Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say. The Titans stink. and the, and the Kenny Bills- Riggleman said the Bills are going to murder the Titans. And, Kenny, I agree with you. <laughs> um. Okay, so you have Philly at home against the Vikings. This is a great game. And I actually have already made a bet here. Okay. Would you would you have the spread at? I this is probably one where we nailed it. I take I say Philly should be two and a half point favorites. Oh, interesting. Okay. I've I, I think this will be Philly minus three. It is Philly minus three. However, and again, I here's here's a signal, and I bet this. There's a PPH account that I have that has Vikings plus three, minus one ten. Pinnacle has that at minus one eighteen. And like I'm telling you, it probably doesn't stay flat three that long. So if you have a slow book that has Vikings plus three at minus 110, fucking take it because then you can come back on Eagles later. But I put, you know, a couple units on on Vikings plus three. And it's not, again, I think both these teams are great. It's just about getting a position here, like uh, on on Minnesota at at the current price because I think people are going to buy into the Vikings. Um, as the week progresses, people buy like the Vikings went from two and a half point dogs in this game to minus one and yeah. a half. 
people like the Vikings, it adds up in the models and all that kind of stuff. And it hasn't come to fruition in recent years. Um, before then, Zimmer was a guy who covered a lot, right? Yeah. People like I'm not even trying to handicap this game. I'm just saying that I think people are going to like Minnesota. That's that that's basically the handicap here. If you can get a flat three, you, you should take it right now. Total forty nine. Kind of like the over there. Yeah, the Vikings want to play slow, though, right? Yeah, the issue sure. is, like, if the Eagles can score on them, then the Vikings can open it up, and you yep. see Jefferson. Now, it's going to be – I mean, I thought we went into the season. I know we had some concerns about Rasul Douglas and Eric Stokes. Jair Alexander's great, but he came off the injury. Eagles with Bradbury and Slay did very good mm -hmm. today on the outside. Yep. And that that could be – Slay is a very good man corner. He could cover Jefferson – um, not well, right? No, no one yep. in the league can cover Jefferson well. Slay was great today. But at least he can slow him up a little bit, and not, and so he's not wide. He's not high school wide open the way that Jefferson was today. Mm -hmm. I think that the Eagles match up okay, but again, you're getting three, which is a good a good thing, I think. Yeah, I think my favorite bet in this game is going to be AJ Brown assassinating. Yeah, whatever. Like, whatever I mean, it is, Patrick that, Peterson that, yeah. who got cooked on that first play, yeah. the Watson dropped. And stuff. so here's the thing: the Green Bay Packers trotted out what might be Aaron Agler, love you, but like the worst receiving core in the NFL. Mm -hmm. AJ Brown is amazing. I mean, mm -hmm. he's going to finish with like an 88 PFF grade, top five here. Justin Jefferson eviscerated the Green Bay Packers. The Philadelphia Eagles at least have horses to try and run with them. Yeah. So this is going to be a really fun Let's game. Let's pick a few bets. I think Minnesota plus three is obviously one that we have to think about putting in. Yep. Are we doing the article today? I, I don't know. Are we? I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> um, let's let's think about a couple of them. So Minnesota plus three. Um, I think – I think you tease like so for the for the for the uh, the printing press you green, you tease Green Bay down to two and a half, you tease the Panthers out to plus eight and a half, right? Yeah, that's a teaser that that is of the Wong variety that works for you. Um, other than that, I mean, I, there's yeah, I mean, look, I like the Bills. Um. I do like the Bills. Yeah, Tennessee's horrible, man. Like, okay, Buffalo minus nine and a half is another good one. Um, what else sticks out to me here? Don't hate the Cardinals plus three and a half. Um, and and quite frankly, like the Packers. I mean, I I like betting on those teams, obviously that. People are over going to overreact to week one always. you know. So a team that loses week one, people are going to overreact. You know what I like? I like the Jaguars plus four as well. Okay, okay. That's an interesting All one. right, cool. Um, so you can check this out uh, on pff.com. Obviously, tomorrow you can go check out our betting dashboards as well, which will have all of our model um predictions and read all the great content at pff and make your own as well go download the pff app i might add um where you can get all of the same goodies as well but it's a lot easier to uh, access you don't have to go onto a web browser leave a little five-star review and uh something funny or a hot take or something and i'll read it on the podcast 
on Wednesday evening, which is when we'll be back with you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We love you all. Peace.